to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NXT podcast. As always, I am your host. My name is Zachary Smith. Excited to be here once again to talk about what is not what you would call a particularly interesting show. Certainly. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't call it that. But a show, nonetheless, and I'm excited to talk to you about it here today. Before we get started, you can always find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT. That's at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. Because I live this stuff, talking wrestling and other fun stuff over there. Now, before we get started, we usually talk about the news and the notes, stuff that's going on in wrestling. I just am looking at some headlines. The New York Post and Bleacher Report have the same version of Corey Graves is cleared for WWE in-ring return after missing seven years with injury. I mean, at this point, if Daniel Bryan and Edge can come back from their injuries, it was really just a matter of time and want for Corey Graves to come back. Um, Now, he's never been on, to my memory, the main roster as a wrestler. Um, I don't know if he was a, a great wrestler or not. I He's going to be a good talker. Um, Might be interesting. I know that he has a tendency to say stupid stuff and then act like it's kind of his plan all along and he's trolling the trolls or whatever his thing is. So, I mean, you could certainly use that as a character trait if you wanted to. I mean, good for him. You could always tell there was some unresolved stuff with that. He became a very good announcer who was made worse over time by WWE. Um, But you could tell that he wanted to, or he still had some unresolved feelings about his career ending short. And I'm always happy when men or women can step back in there and hopefully do it safely. Uh, Cage Side Seat says a hurricane prevented Thunder Rosa from signing with WWE. The tagline says, Not Shame Helms, an actual hurricane. That's a good one. Um, I'm not even going to look at the story. Good for her. Made the right choice. Um, I, if, if the Tony Storm thing can happen to Tony Storm, then it could happen to anybody. It's Becky Lynch and Charlotte still, despite the fact that multiple women have been brought up. So that's good. I'm glad she's in AEW. She's a bigger star than she would have been. Wrestling Inc. Goldberg on the possibility of his son Gage becoming a WWE superstar. I don't care. I don't like watching Goldberg. And if I know WWE, um, they're going to hit me over the head a lot uh, with the fact that he is, in fact, Goldberg's son. Um, And I don't care uh at all um 
I think Goldberg has like one more match in on this contract. I don't I don't know how long he's staying around and I don't care what his son does really. So you know, good for him. Um There's a lawsuit between MLW and WWE. Basically, MLW saying like that they actively work to try and monopolize the wrestling business. Uh, I think my understanding was that there was a potential deal for MLW getting on Peacock, and WWE fought against that and actively, um, actively worked against them and signed talent away and urge them to come over quickly, maybe some not honoring your contract stuff. That's been happening since Hulk Hogan, so I don't know why that would be surprising. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, nothing's going to come of this lawsuit, probably, um, but it's interesting. This stuff WWE's been doing for a long time. It's why they became the biggest wrestling company in the world, not because they were putting on the best wrestling in the world, because they had the best production, and they cut the knees out from their competition. And make no mistake, a lot of those territory owners uh, would have done the exact same thing. They just didn't have the vision for it. But let's not pretend this is like a new thing. And they very rarely get anything more than a slap on the wrist. So can't wait to see the character that's supposed to be MLW show up on uh, WWE, it's going to be fun. Wrestling News is going to tell me about Ric Flair giving the real reason why he dropped the WWE title to Bret Hart on a house show. WCW lying to him about going to North Korea. I am all good on reading Ric Flair stuff, dude. Um, Don't need it. Certainly don't want it. Um, Here's the thing that happens a lot of times is uh, somebody will get in trouble for something. And then they kind of lay low for a while. And then people kind of tend to forget about the terrible things. Um, so Ric Flair has his Woo Nation thing with Mark Madden, uh, that podcast that they do. Uh, that's still very highly rated, because why wouldn't it be, really, when you think about it? Um, and so what's slowly happening is that people are kind of overlooking it like, all right, well, he's the best ever and he's still entertaining and, you know, on a, you know, look past everything and um, just relive the good old days with Ric Flair. And I get it. Ric Flair is a pretty important person in the history of wrestling. It's the truest definition of a Hall of Famer to say that I can't adequately tell the story of your business or sport without telling your story. And that's true for Ric Flair. However, I think this is how people get put in positions of power in the first place. They're held up on a pedestal because of prior accomplishments, and it gives them a pass um, to be a bad person. So if you're Ric Flair and you do all these bad things, and then you realize that you just have to sit for a few months and people will just forgive you, then whatever in the world would stop you from doing it in the future. There would be no incentive. And that's why... The whole, oh, you should cancel, cancel culture is not a, a real thing. It's not, it's not, we're canceling you because, you know, we feel like it. It's not, you're like a real bad person, and you've been telling us to separate art from artist for a long time, and that's kind of how uh, bad people get away with stuff. And I say that to say um, that I don't need any more Ric Flair stuff. I'm all good. 
Thank you. Don't need to hear about Ric Flair again until there's an in-memoriam thing about him and we all pretend he didn't do all that stuff, really. That's really all the info I'm going to need about him. So that's cool. NXT time. We have a recap of the New Year's Evil main event and Braun Breaker winning the NXT title. During that video package, Braun says he's unbreakable. Do you get it? That's his name. It's pretty cool, huh? Braun looks pretty good with that title. We will see how they do with him. Now, it's important to know it's not as much how he does, because I know he can do it. It's what they do with him. And you'll see what I mean in just a minute. Because we are starting the show with the new champ. And boy, we got a quiet crowd here tonight. That's always good. That makes for a good show. Glad we don't go to full sale anymore. They get uh, He gets uh, You Deserve It chance, and slowly but surely it's mixed with No You Don't. Braun gets a mic and says, Champa, I just want to say thank you. Champa's a great performer and athlete, and he's an outstanding human being. When the match was over, he hugged me, and he said, congrats, kid. It's your time, and went into the audience to pay respect to my father, Rick Steiner. So he says, I got big shoes to fill, but I'm ready for this. He says, NXT doesn't have a bye week. Each week we got to get back on the horse and perform, so anybody in the back and wants to come out and challenge me, know this. Every day when you show up for training, I've already trained. If you're watching film, I've already watched it. You want to leave early, I'm staying because I'm the freaking NXT champion. I will prove why I earned this title each and every week. Now, here's the thing. That was a bad promo. Now, was that a bad promo because of Braun Breaker? Absolutely not. I don't run a wrestling company. I'm sure they would quickly remind you. But I would like to point out a few things based on the fact that I've been watching wrestling for a good number of years now. And especially, I've been watching WWE wrestling for most of that time. And you start to see patterns, you start to see how they like to do things. One of the things that they like to do is there's a character that comes up as a a badass, a no-nonsense, tough-in-your-face kind of crude guy usually and he gets real popular with fans real quick because he's not so much a character as he is just a guy that'll fight you right and is believable it has a pedigree maybe or um, has a certain look to him a certain presence something to that effect and that guy has kind of a meteoric rise and then what they like to do is sometimes they will put the title on that person And then, once that person is the champion, they turn them into a WWE champion. Now, a WWE champion has to be able to cut long promos to open the show. And they got to make it really clear that they're a good guy, if they are a good guy. Or they got to make it really clear that they're a bad guy, if they're a bad guy. And then, what that does is it dilutes that character and makes them not interesting. So... Pretty soon, if this continues like this, you're going to hear a lot of fans either booing or not being interested in Braun Breaker. And some people are going to say, boy, those fans are fickle. He got success and they turned on him. And that's not it. It's that the character is now going to be different. And it's going to be kind of the generic WWE babyface stuff that never hasn't worked since Hulk Hogan. And they haven't let go of. And that's a very specific criteria of a, of a wrestler coming up that way. The two examples that come to my head are Kevin Nash, Diesel, 
and Roman Reigns. Kevin Nash starts as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. This big, bad guy used to be a bouncer. And then he wins the title. And listen, WWE Kevin Nash was never going to be your top guy and you have success. But he never had a chance because he was turned into like Hulk Hogan 2.0. I'm the, I'm the good guy. I'm going to be seen shaking hands and kissing babies and all that. And what that did is it made Kevin Nash not cool. And fans started to turn on Kevin Nash Diesel. Not because fans are fickle, but because you are now presenting me with a different character than the one I fell in love with. And then he didn't rebound from that. And then Roman Reigns is a standout to WWE and FCW. And he is put together with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley. And they form the Shield, and they're brought up to the main roster. And it takes a minute, but they become the biggest thing going in WWE. They were as protected as anybody. They were put in great spots. The Shield is one of the best factions ever. It produced three legitimate main event talents that are still going to this day. John Moxley has branched out and has taken over kind of um, the AW and independent side. And Roman is absolutely the top guy in WWE. Seth Rollins at different times has been a top guy, but is very important to the show. And what happened in the Shield is that Roman was always made to look be uh, sorry. Roman was always made to look strong. Got it. Nailed it. And little by little, he started getting more of those moments. And then the Shield breaks up, and they very quickly try to get Roman Reigns to be a babyface and in the title picture. And he starts saying ridiculous WWE babyface things like Diesel did. And then fans didn't like him. Do you know why? Because he wasn't very natural at it, because that wasn't him. And also, we know that WWE scripts their promos, and I know as a WWE fan what a WWE promo sounds like. That's why kids love John Cena and they loved Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns looks like a friggin' superhero. And he's just, he's cool looking. And he has a cool vest and different gear. And he made, he said, suffer and succotash. He made fun of the bad guy. But if, you've, if you're an adult who's been watching WWE, one, his music and his vest didn't change. He's the only one that didn't change from the shield. And now you're saying Diesel Hulk Hogan stuff. I, I've heard this before. and This is not who Roman is. This is a different character. Now, I do not mean to be dramatic, but... All I know is that the first time I've seen Braun Breaker after winning the NXT title under the new regime of NXT 2.0 led by Bruce Prichard, I hear the same stuff I've been hearing since the 80s. And a lot of people said, oh, well, these people running it now found success in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and somebody made a great point. It's not the 80s, the 90s, or the 2000s anymore. So I, all I can do is hope that what I am pretty sure is happening isn't happening. And this wasn't a great crowd, but they got nothing from this promo. And I can't stress enough how much that is not Braun Breaker's fault. And if this fails, they're going to say it was Braun's fault, and it wasn't. They gave me a different character today than they have the whole time he's been in NXT. 
Tony D'Angelo promo on Pete Dunne says he's going to hurt him. He knows about like 16 ways to use a crowbar. He's only going to use like three. He uses all the stereotypes you could ever want. It's a crowbar on a pole match. That is a real thing. Uh, recap of Raw. AJ Styles is fighting Austin Theory. Grayson Waller interrupts and they fight. He uh, AJ runs Grayson off. That's pretty cool. Grayson Waller being on Raw. That doesn't happen a lot. Usually you only show up on the main roster when you're called up. It's pretty cool. Mandy Rose is at a pool again because we need to show her in a bikini. Who is this for? Like, legitimately, who is this for? Because I'm sure, sincerely, that Mandy Rose is an interesting person with interesting thoughts and ideas. And I would love to know more about her than the fact that she is attractive. I am a straight dude, and I do not get it. I don't understand what the point of this is beyond somebody be like, oh man, she's hot. I don't I don't understand what this is for. She in fact says I make the women's championship look hot. Yeah, that's the problem. And again, feel like Mandy Rose isn't the one that's like, I need to constantly make puns about being hot and be shown at the pool. It's it's almost like WWE sees women more or less the same way if they're like blonde. It's weird. It and I don't it doesn't make me interested to watch more of Mandy Rose because she's in a bikini. Like who is she going to fight next? Who like what does she think about her win? What does she think about her next opponent? Just show me like an interview series with her where she's fully clothed and like show me or tell me rather what's interesting about Mandy Rose. That's what makes you care about a person, not whether they are attractive or not. So whatever, I guess. Joe Gacy and Harland are in a Dusty Rhodes Classic play-in match. They're going against an enhancement team I haven't heard of. The enhancement team seems cool. I'd like to see more of them. I wrote in my notes here, but they are going to lose. I was I was dumb. Joe Gacy has a fun theme. I'm not going to lie to you. This is a nothing character that they're not going to do anything with, but his theme song's pretty much a banger. Then I wrote, oh, nice, dude. Harland uh, is... Um, hitting somebody in the corner, and the ref gets to five, and he doesn't break the hold, and he disqualifies Harlan and Joe Gacy. Nice, dude. Um, I think they usually do this, fi- <clears throat> excuse me, do this finish to show that somebody is unhinged or that it's, it, like, supposed to intimidate you because they're inflicting violence and it, they can't stop. And it, to my memory, never works. Like, maybe... In the 80s or early 90s, like when wrestling was still real uh, to people and like people weren't as smart to the things they do because it's not so much that people get smart to the business. It's that they get smart to the formula WWE uses. Um, And so like maybe that worked. But when, you know, before we had seen them tell the same stories over and over. But now that we have a DQ finish for not breaking a hold does not make somebody like interesting or unhinged or intimidating it makes it a waste of a match and it's boring and i understand that's supposed to be character building but like harlan being unhinged and liking to inflict pain upon people is something i already intimated from harlan and everything about the way he looks and is presented so I don't know, man. Uh, Idris Anofe and Malik Blade are now in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Okay. 
it feels like we just had a team that basically makes their debut in pursuit of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, and that was MSK last year, and that worked out great. So I don't know who's winning the tournament this year. I would assume it's not these guys because that would be the same story twice. But what do I know? And Joe Gacy's just smiling because he's cool with it, I guess. And Harlan seems mad, but that's also the face he makes a lot. So I can't tell. Um, And I'm not interested to find out more because I don't trust them to write this character. I know I say this every time Joe Gacy shows up, but Joe Gacy could have been a really, really, really cool character if you had made him the cool character that you sometimes stumble upon when you are, you know, writing for him, then he could have been one of the most popular acts in NXT 2.0 right now, which I would assume would be the point, but you decided to, like, own the libs with it a little bit and um, use a bunch of safe space language that you think is very funny, that I particularly don't, and uh, make a nothing character to make yourself giggle. I'm sure that's why. So that's fine, but I'm not going to care about this character, and that's a shame because I think Joe Gacy's very talented and he's doing a very good job with what's written here. It's just that what's written here is bad. So uh, whatever, they're out of the tournament, and I'm sure it doesn't matter. So there we go. Time for the crowbar on a pole match, dog. It's hanging in the air in one corner. <clears throat> There's a big pole, obviously, in the corner. Crowbar hanging from it. If you get the crowbar, you can use it. Now, that essentially means it's a no disqualification match. So really... You should just go use whatever weapon you want and not worry about the crowbar. But the crowbar is a super weapon since it's hanging, so we won't worry about it. Pete Dunn is here. I would say he looks mad, but that's kind of just his face. Tony D'Angelo throws. Uh, Pete Dunn kind of spine first into a chair in the corner and then throws him into the other corner, and he hits his head on the pole. And as he's getting up, Tony D'Angelo hits Pete Dunn with the crowbar and gets the three count. This was fine. Wasn't as good as previous altercations I've seen. It's almost like Crowbar in a pole match doesn't make for an interesting blow-off. I would love to see these dudes wrestle other people now. That'd be good. We go from that to, what do you know, another Mandy Rose photo shoot, this time at the building. She also throws to Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in video package form. I believe it's Gigi that says the thirst for Toxic Attraction is at an all-time high. That is what they said, dude. They say they break hearts in and out of the ring. If you don't believe us, just ask the women's roster or all the guys we've ghosted. So I'm going to ask again who this is for. Because Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane, are they attractive? Uh, Sure. Also, what does that have to do with anything? So first... I, I don't care that they are a group of women um, and like, oh my God, they're so hot. That doesn't do anything for me. I'm a full adult man. I, I don't. That's, that does nothing for me, right? And then, because you are spending so much time, Toxic Attraction and Mandy Rose had two segments on this show, and they used that to, to tell you how hot they are, not... The characters, I mean the production team. And the problem there is that you could have used one or both of these segments to build them up as characters. Because I know nothing 
about Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, or JC Jane as people. I know they are good wrestlers, I've seen them in matches, and I know that they are attractive and are very into reminding you of it, because they do. But what you end up with is a shallow experience, because if you are with somebody, or um, interested in somebody just because they are attractive, that eventually fades, and it's not a hook, it's not an interesting character trait. I don't know what they think about anything. I don't know how they feel about anything. I don't know what their goals are beyond, oh man, we're champions and nobody's going to stop us. Because of that, I get less and less interested in this group that I am very interested in because they're very good and I think that they could be really good. But the only thing that NXT can do is remind me that they are attractive and have Mandy do photo shoots and then say that people are thirsting over them. And that doesn't make me interested in them. And I want to be interested in them. But they're women, so we can't just, like, give them characters. They gotta have, like, their boobs out. Or they gotta talk about how attractive they are. And again, this is not a thing against Mandy or Gigi or JC. I know that this is not, like, probably their preferred way of being presented every single time. But if you're a decision maker in NXT, you should resign. And also... Like, make me care about them, I guess would be my thing. But what do I know? Anyway, Kaylee Ray shows up at the photo shoot once it's over. She has her bat. Um, producer or cameraman or whatever says they just left. Um, she hits the lights that were around the photo shoot, which Mandy no doubt does not care about and does not own. I imagine they belong to the camera people that I'm sure are now very upset. She also hits the camera before it switches to another camera. Um, so she breaks that camera that I'm also certain does not belong to Mandy. So that showed them, dude. Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes are here. I do not see the cruiserweight title. They take a moment of silence for Roddy's cruiserweight title reign. And Carmelo calls himself the unified North American champ. Boy, we got rid of that cruiserweight title quick, huh? This crowd does not care about this at all. There, in fact, was no point to this. It was written poorly. Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes are very charismatic dudes uh, but when old white dudes write comedy for young black dudes uh, this is kind of what happens and for WWE this was actually pretty tame nothing embarrassing was said so I'm proud of them I guess um, so no sorry Carmelo says rest in piss to my ops so uh, there okay so stuff like that happens um, this did nothing for anybody. This wasn't a good crowd tonight, but even if it had been, they would have died a death here, and that has nothing to do with Trick or Carmelo. It's almost like there's a new team making decisions, and they're bad at it or something. I don't know. So whatever, fine. The celebration that Trick and Carmelo were having is interrupted by AJ Styles' music. Carmelo and Trick talk smack to AJ, but he walks past them to get into the ring. That's real A-champ stuff there, just getting played. Cool, and it doesn't come back anywhere so Grayson Waller AJ Styles fun match weirdly AJ Styles just wins not sure why the announcers are already saying immediately after the three count uh telling me to not take anything away from Waller because I know WWE and I am supposed to be impressed that NXT Grayson Waller was able to hang with main roster AJ Styles and that's cool uh it was fun match don't get me wrong it's fun to see AJ but Grayson lost, and I know he's a bad guy, and they think you could just beat a bad guy. They'll get their heat back. Grayson probably will, but it sure does seem like 
Grayson Waller would have gotten a lot more out of winning this match by cheating than AJ Styles did by winning clean in the middle of the ring. Um, seems like you don't have a lot of crossover between the people that watch Raw and the people that watch NXT, and I understand you were trying to get them over there to watch it with Grayson showing up on Raw, but I don't think that's as strong of a hook as you think it is, so I bet a bunch of the people that watch Raw weren't watching NXT and therefore either would never see that AJ lost to Grayson or would see him lose to Grayson and go, oh, AJ got cheated. Just seems like a thing we could have done. What do I know? I don't run a wrestling company. AJ gets on the mic. He says, hey, Waller, you're good, but you're not phenomenal. Get it? Because he's phenomenal. Got it. He says, your night isn't over yet. I want to introduce you to one of my friends, and it's L.A. Knight making his return. He was attacked by Grayson Waller a few weeks ago now, and this is the first time we've seen him. Why are L.A. Knight and AJ Styles friends? When did those dudes become friends? I know he just said that to introduce him, but I would like to know how AJ Styles and uh, L.A. Knight became friends. That seems fun. Um, But now it'll be L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller, so that's a good foundation for a feud, LA Knight's really good. They don't know what to do with him, so I don't I'm not sure why they signed him. Other than to not go to AEW, I guess. And Grayson Waller is, you know, for all his boasting, is a is a big star at NXT. He's one of the most important people in NXT. He's made himself that way. And uh, that should be a fun feud. And I you know, thank you to AJ Styles. It was really cool to see him in an NXT ring, something I thought I would never see. I wish it were an NXT ring and not an NXT 2.0 ring, but I'll take what I can get. Again, I'm not sure why he won. I'm not sure that the benefits to AJ would have outweighed the benefits to Grayson if he had won, but whatever, dude. And that's NXT. We didn't really do anything. We didn't really set up anything. We're not really moving towards anything. Kind of a New Year's Evil hangover show, but you know. That's fine. One more time. Hit me up on Twitter at ZachNXT at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. Am I tripping or was this kind of a whack episode? And uh, in the meantime, I will catch you here next week. That is it for NXT. So that is it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic. As always, are you doing something new with your hair? I really like it. I'm Zachary Smith and thank you for listening.